coming up on this episode of the Spiro podcast. Is when something really bad happens, an attorney is going to be on the case and they are literally going to name. So they're going to try to get money from anyone that's even associated with that accident or that outcome. Welcome to the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Hello and welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate media business. Uh, Spiro is a software platform designed to really help you manage and grow and scale your real estate media marketing business. I'm Craig Magrum, host of the Spiro Podcast, and uh, with me as always, our owner and founder and uh, co-host of the Spiro Podcast, Todd Kivimaki. How's it going, Todd? Hey, doing great today, Craig. Excited to be back for another uh, week of the podcast. We're getting back on track for you guys out there. So again, we missed a few in a row. We apologize, but we've got a great topic today. Excited to dive into it. Um, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Oh yeah, why don't I pitch the software? Hey, let me pitch you real quick. If you need software, if you're trying to manage tasks, if you're trying to manage everything from the order through the delivery, we've got great software. We built it because we needed to. We've done it for 20 years. We built software. It just got refreshed about two years ago. So if you need a way to manage your everyday, or if you're in a software and you're thinking, what's different about it? Would I like to try to upsell more to my clients? Spiro can do that. Would I like to try to have a brokerage deal? Spiro can do that. Uh, shoot me an email, hello at Spiro.media. Also, if you have a question for the podcast, send us an email. Had um, some exciting ones come in. Shout out to Joe Scully. Uh, he emailed in and uh, he was looking for some marketing materials, sent it over to him. So something about our eight by eight booklet that we do at WOW. I'm here to help as well. So I'll sell you something, but I'll help you as well. I'll just be <laughs> transparent. If you want to buy something great, if not, and you just want an answer, shoot me an email. I'll give you an answer. You guys all know I love to talk. So that's my piece, Craig. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, we we are not for a lack of words, obviously. <clears throat> All right. Well, this will like this <laughs> is this is gonna be a fun episode. All right. So, um, Todd, uh, you you kind of teased we have a great topic this week, and it's one we've not talked about yet on the podcast. So here here's the question that we haven't covered yet. <clears throat> it's critically mm -hmm. important to anyone starting uh, or running a business, and it's the the issue of insurance. So I remember not that long ago, 2017, when I was just starting my my real estate media business, um, there's just so many things to consider in starting that business. And it, you get a little bit overwhelmed, you know, obviously, you with, with everything you have to try to remember. <clears throat> but I was also then getting overwhelmed with, I, I knew I needed business insurance, but I was overwhelmed by the fact of, well, what, what kind of insurance do I need for a business? You know, personal insurance is one thing. But having never run a business before, I just didn't even know necessarily where to start. Mm -hmm. So is it is it much different than personal insurance? What all is needed? That's what we're going to dive into. Yeah. So I'm excited to introduce <laughs> uh, one of my best friends in the world. Uh, I've known him forever. So Craig and, and Michael were just joking before the podcast that I was late like I normally am. <laughs> and so there was some good stories about my yeah. childhood that were <laughs> that were divulged or shared uh, to Craig. So who knows how I'm going to be blackmailed in the next coming weeks from Craig? No, I'm just kidding. He would never do that. But uh, I, I want to keep my job, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
That's fine, Greg. He doesn't. He doesn't know where to go now. This I told you guys. This <laughs> no, is going to be a I, fun I was, podcast. I was really just saying you would need to be a better blackmailer if you <laughs> wanted to keep your job. So that's <laughs> that's that's another that's another podcast, right? But I, I'm excited to have our guest on for today. Not only is my he is one of my best friends in the world, but he knows a ton about insurance. He's a third generation. Uh, mm. in, in the business for a third generation with insurance. So uh, he knows a ton. Uh, he has done a <clears> lot <throat> of um, higher education and a lot of continuing ed on insurance. But not only that, but he's got his dad, he's got his grandpa, he's got just a huge amount of people to go to. So he's never failed to answer a question for me. And he's also, and this is the important part, he's also asked me some questions where I went, oh, crap, mm. what if that did happen? Mm. You guys are business owners out there. So you got to, you have to think about this. If everything happens, you know, this is the part that we don't love as business owners is thinking about the what if. The what if shouldn't keep you up at night. You just need the correct insurances. You need the correct uh, attorney, uh, insurance agent, you know, list all those things in there. But without further ado, what would like to welcome you, would like to welcome to the podcast, Michael Sardo. He's with Web Insurance uh, here in uh, Northwest and Lima, Ohio. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to dive into this. Um, to correct, Todd, I'm a fourth generation insurance oh. agent. My great my great grandpa started um, the agency, and obviously we've merged and done a lot of things since then. But it's been a uh, it's been a family business, so it's been it's been fun. I feel like I should have known that you were a fourth generation. So no, that's all right. As that's I introduced right. you as one of my best friends in the world, so no, that's all right. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, a ton, a ton of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. So um, why don't we, Craig? Where do we start? Yeah. So I mean, the basic questions, Michael, that that we want to start with. First of all, <clears throat> do I need insurance as a business owner? You know, what could happen if I don't have insurance, or um, if I I'm only doing this part time, you know, for a, for a lot of people starting a, a real estate media business, it's a part time uh, business to start with. So do you even need insurance if you're starting part time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like Todd said, you, you know, especially being a new business, you know, you, you start looking at the expense line a lot more. Uh, you get you get nervous about you know, do I want to spend this money on insurance? Do I want to spend this money on extra coverages? And, and it's insurance is a, is a great thing as it can grow as you grow. Uh, but as far as when you're first starting off, you definitely need to have some type of policy in place, whether you're just starting with liability insurance. Um, you know, obviously you want to cover your property. Um, you know, obviously we know equipment, computers, you know, all that stuff you guys use can be uh, expensive in case of, uh, you know, any type of situation, whether you break it out in the field or fire or, you know, whatever the situation may be. But yeah, you definitely want to make sure at the minimum when you're starting out, you definitely want to have liability coverage, um, if not contents coverage. You know, even also the things, uh, um, depending on what you're doing, um, you know, airs, it's called airs and emissions coverage, um, also known as professional coverage. You know, that's, you know, and I, I know Todd and I talked about it years ago when he started off just doing weddings. Um, you know, that that's a type of coverage if, you know, you're doing, um, you know, a wedding or any type of shoot. And, you know, after that event happens, you lose those photos or videos or whatever it may be. 
um, whether to a card, you know, malfunctioning or you drop your camera and it breaks or you drop it in water, you know, whatever it may be, that would be where that coverage would come into play to help you um, rectify the situation. So um, those are the three coverage at the minimum I always recommend you having, um, especially in your guys' line of business. Yeah. Michael, can you start off? So liability seemed like it was the base. So just it seems like any type of personal insurance is only covering our personal property assets, things like that. So when we step out into the field and we say we're a business now, that's when is that where the line begins at when we call ourselves a business versus personal? Yeah. So on your personal homeowners policy, once you get into the business world, it's not going to cover you. So your your homeowner's policy is not going to cover you when you start having business actions uh, or business pursuits, I guess, as I should say. Um, that's when your that's when your liability policy is going to come into play. So even if you are working at home, um, you know, say you're working out of your house, just starting off in your basement, you know, you still want to have your own commercial general liability policy. Say you have a customer come to your house and they slip on your sidewalk. Well, they're not there. They're not there to see you on a, on personal time. They were see, there to see you, you know, for business uh, a business situation. So your personal lines policy is not going to cover you for that. So that's why you need to have a business policy because um, obviously they're going to try to if they do try to come after you for whatever injuries or you know whatever it may be, even you know any type of judgment or anything. That's where your commercial liability policy is going to come into play. And even if there isn't a judgment. The nice thing about a commercial policy is they pay for defense defense costs. That's the mm. huge thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. As far as in the the liability policy even extends to like I always tell people. I know a lot of you guys are in houses, you know, you know, taking videos and stuff like that. If you're walking through a house and you knock over a five hundred, you know, a five thousand dollar vase or damage artwork or you know, obviously accidents happen. So. Um, that's where your general liability policy would come into play, um, you know, for anything like that. Okay, great. So liability, it would cover uh, not only if you have a location or you're working out of your home location, if someone comes to you, because I know a lot of our listeners out there are saying, yeah, nobody's ever going to come and see me. But I think the important part here, and maybe I picked up on this wrong, the important part is it's where you take your business. So as a photographer, if you're in another, someone else's property, which that's what we are. We're in and out of houses all day, every day. That's where your liability coverage also protects you. Is that, is that, am I correct about that? Yeah. So that's where your liability, so your li- your liability policy is going to follow you as you okay. go into other people's houses. You know, that, that's, that's going to be your guys' biz- biggest exposure mm-hmm. um, being, you know, videographers and stuff like that. If you guys were to go to somebody's house and damage something or like say uh um make up a scenario say you have a rock in your shoe and you don't know it and you tear up all the wood floors while you're walking around and didn't Mm. notice it till the Mm. end you know that that would be that would be something that would be covered under your liability policy you know something something crazy or stupid like that but i guess that's an example Mm. um of why you would need you know a policy like that so it follows you um, why you're, why you're going into not houses and, and things like that are easy to happen. You know, I, 
having done some shoots myself, I mean, just backing into a corner to try and get that wide shot. Yeah. You, you might miss that there's, you know, a, a, something hanging on the wall and you bump into it and, and you knock something over. Some Something as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be real careful being in other people's properties. Yeah. Because I've seen, I mean, obviously, like Todd said, we've known each other for a long time and, you know, I've seen a lot of the houses they've, you know, done um, and you guys are in and out a lot of nice houses. I mean, it could be something where you you know, knock something over and that thing falls into something else. And all of a sudden you got a $20,000 claim on your hands. So I've got a question talking about liability. Um, Does that extend to say drone using drones on somebody's property, or do you have to have a separate endorsement for drone insurance? Yeah. Drone insurance or uh, drones are a whole nother animal uh, when it comes to the policy. Um, so your drones, you're going to need um, your own separate policy for that. Uh, to, to cover your drones, you're pretty much going to have to go uh, like you're covering an aircraft. Um, you know, so you have to have special people that are going to be flying the drones. Uh, so if you're a business owner, uh, you have to be certified um, to a certain point where you're even allowed to fly a drone. Um, that's why you see a lot of people sub this type of work out um, to where certain people have the right certifications and have the drone coverage um, separately um, because it can be very pricey. It can be very tedious. um, And there's a lot of regulations you've got to jump through to get that certification. So if you are out there and you are flying a drone, I know many of our listeners do and they have, you know, their, their certification, their, their 107 and, um, or, or higher, I know um, you're going to want to, that's a separate conversation. So the big thing with insurance and Michael's educated with me, educated me this with this over the years, excuse me, is that you always want to make sure that you understand and a word he uses is your exposure. So that is one exposure. That's one place that your business is exposed that no liability, general liability is going to cover. That's a completely separate thing. You're putting an aircraft into airspace, U.S. airspace. That's the way that the government looks at it. So uh, don't think as though your policy or you thought you read or somebody, your brother, sisters told you that their policy covered it. It does not. We have checked. Uh, you have the authority here on, on the podcast. It does not. So Anything general liability is never going to cover a drone. You should have that conversation with someone specifically about flying your drone, where are you exposed, and how are you going to cover yourself? Yeah, because usually 99% of the time, aircraft's excluded on your general liability policy. That's where they get you. So that's why you have to have that own policy for your drones and liability and things like that. So, yes. What what about another form of transportation? So not that we're, we're... getting transported in drones, but it's a, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But what about your vehicle, your personal vehicle? And again, we're talking about from a, this would be a sole proprietor, an individual business owner driving their personal car for business. Is there anything we need to think about there? Yeah. So that can be, you're getting, so that's kind of a gray area sometimes when it comes into the, uh, the, the business, especially as a new company. Um, people that are driving their own vehicles uh, for business. What I usually try to tell people is um, a lot of insurance companies, uh, you know, I, if I had to put a number on, I'd probably say most 
um, will let you choose the option of putting your vehicle on as business use um, on your purse on your personal auto policy. Um, I know I've done that with a lot of clients that are first starting off and I know they're using their vehicles for business use. Um, we'll just put that on their personal uh, personal auto policy as that. So they're covered and there's that gray area is gone. Um, so that's my first recommendation as far as doing it that way. Um, now, if you're a bigger company um, and you've grown and you're letting people use their vehicles during work, there's certain coverages that you need to have in place to cover yourselves. Like I told Todd, like, you know, we've had the conversation as far as, um, you know, letting employees say, say you say you have an employee go and get lunch. Hey, can you run and go and grab lunch for the office? Well, you need to make sure um, you have that you have the right um, the non-owned uh, the non-owned owner policy or the coverage on your commercial policy where that is covered. That is covering your business for people using their personal autos. So that's a big coverage that you definitely want to have on there once you have employees, let's put it that way. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one to me. Uh, and I'm glad that you had that conversation with me. But if you have an employee and you ask them to do something as simple as going to pick up lunch or going to the post office, that is no longer looked upon as their personal travel. That's not you. You as their employer told them to do something. They use their personal car. If something happens, well, let me ask this because I think I know, but if something happens during that, now it's a business or where does that lie at? Yeah. So how that, how that will play out. Say, say I'm working for wow video and I go do an errand for you um, and I get in an at fault accident. Um, my attorney is going to obviously name everybody possible. So I'm, you know, you know, that's just how attorneys work. Um, so this, this coverage that I was telling you about is just going to, is just covering wow video tours. Okay. So if they come back and try to sue, uh, wow video tours, they are going to, obviously you'll have defense costs. You'll have, you know, any type of coverage there for judgments or anything like that. Now, my personal liability can still be in play because I was in the, I was, I was in the accident. Wow. Video tours policy liability wise, isn't going to cover me. It's just covering wow. It's just protecting the company. Okay. Okay. So that's how that, that's how that would play out. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And the thing that I'm glad you brought that up is the thing you have to think about as a business owner out there, when something happens and you might not think that you held all of the responsibility. That's not the important part is when something really bad happens, an attorney is going to be on the case and they are literally going to name. So they're going to try to get money from anyone that's even associated with that accident or that outcome. And that's the thing that that you always remind me, Michael, is the fact that like, I was like, I, I don't think I did that. It's like, what well, doesn't matter if you really are fully <laughs> responsible for that. When you get named on a lawsuit, that's when you're liable. And I don't know if you all paid attorneys out there. If you have, it adds up very quickly. Okay. <laughs> two to $800, two to $2,000, you know, and, and, and up for a specialty attorney that adds up very quick. 
uh, to be putting a case together. And that is where then you are protecting yourself. And again, you, you, you want to read through all your policy to make sure, but right. that's where, that's where I have the security blanket is Michael and I've had these conversations. I go, Oh crap. If that happened, yeah, I might have 20 grand in attorney fees mm, and right. I might be seen as not responsible at the end, but I still had to pay the 20 grand to get there with an attorney. So I think right. that's the important thing for everyone to think about out there is it's not, it's, it's the special cases and it's the little things like those attorney fees that add up to be a fortune. Yeah. And just kind of to piggyback on what you were saying and, and, and the people that don't think about insurance all the time, they think about, you know, they only think about judgments. You know, if I, mm -hmm. if I get sued, you know, what am I going to have to pay out? Well, sometimes you don't have to pay out anything, you know, sometimes nothing comes out of it, but, the, the great thing about your policies is it's going to pay for defense costs. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the huge thing that people don't think about. They just think about judgments. Usually they don't think about defense costs and that's what's, that's usually what is so beneficial to a insured. Once they're in a situation like that, they finally real they, that's when they have that aha moment. Like, Oh wow, I got to, I got a solid policy here because, you know, this claims probably bogus, but, you know, I still might have $30,000 in defense costs. Mm -hmm. Great point. Great point. Yeah. What, what other types of insurances should a, a new or, or growing business consider um, that's doing real, real estate media? Um, it, examples for wow video tours, our, our parent company, for example, can, can we go through some of those other things that we might not be thinking of? Yeah. I mean, it, it can be, you know, like Todd said, we, we have these conversations yearly. I mean, obviously we're, we're around each other a lot. So this, this can sometimes be brought up when we're just sitting around eating pizza sometimes, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we can kind of get into a rabbit hole as far as coverages and situations and, you know, all that stuff. So I, I highly advise, you know, I highly advise that you have that sit down with your agent, even if you're a brand new customer or brand new company and, you know, you know, maybe you're at the minimum premium for your policy and, you know, you're only paying $500 a year, you know, you still need to have that sit down with your agent, you know, and, you know, let that agent challenge you and say, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to scare you or, you know, Hey, here's the cost for this, but let that agent have that responsibility of telling you what your, what your exposures are. I mean, I know Todd and I, like you said, we've had these conversations for 10, 15 years now, you know, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where you need to challenge, talent, challenge your customers and let them know their exposures. Cause sometimes they don't even know what's right in front of them sometimes. Um, but as far as answering your questions with coverages, I, I think I kind of touched on if you're a new business, um, I guess I'll touch a little more on a bigger company like, wow, once you get into employees, you know, the coverages that you can have, I'm not going to say are infinite, but the, it, it, it kind of brings a whole nother dimension to the game of what you need. Cause now you have a lot more liabilities, a lot more exposures when you bring you know, employees into the realm of things. One of the big ones today is, um, employment practices, liability. Uh, that's, that's a big one. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of, lot of, uh, wrongful terminations, you know, mm. discriminations, age discriminations, um, sexual misconducts. That's what that policy or that's what that coverage would be. Okay. 
Um, I know that's a that's a big one. Um, another big one, especially in your guys's world, is um, you know cyber policies. Um, anytime where you're doing anything over the internet, especially if you're just doing financial transactions, you know through the internet, you know cyber cyber becomes a big deal for you. And another one I haven't really touched on, um, which is super important. And I remember Todd having Todd and I having this conversation at, at his infant stage is uh, an umbrella policy. Right. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a big one for a company. Cause obviously you always have your underlying limit. Um, say it's a million dollars, say you get in that auto accident or that liability accident. Once you go over that million dollar threshold, if you don't have an umbrella, you're paying out of pocket. Mm. Um, you know, into a small business, you know, that can be detrimental. So can, can you real quick, Michael, if you don't mind, can you explain what an umbrella is D- define that? Yes. So, so like I said, you have your, so you'll have your, say you have your liability policy and you have a million dollar limit, you know, that's going to be for your auto. That's going to be for your slip and falls. If you have a business, you know, that can be for, you know, any liability type claim. Um, if you were to ever go over that million dollar threshold, say you get in a bad at fault accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. And say there's $2 million worth of injuries. Well, your underlying limit is only a million. So your, your, your policy is only going to pay a million dollars that next million. If you don't have an umbrella is going to be out of pocket. Hmm. So that's where it can be, you know, detrimental to a small business startup, you know, whatever. It, but if you do have a million dollar umbrella or a $2 million, $3 million umbrella, um, that's where if after you get through that underlying, you know, that extra million, that's when it would fall into the umbrella policy and you'd be, you'd be covered. Um, and umbrella policies are not expensive. I tell that people all the time. Um, they're, they're cheap for what you get um, as far as what you're covering. And the other thing I guess I want to mention on as far as a new business, and maybe this isn't what you guys want to get into, and maybe you guys touch this on another episode, is, you know, a new business, um, a smaller business, and I guess I recommend it even if you are a bigger business, forming an LLC on that, you know, so you can't go, if something were to happen and say you didn't have an umbrella and you had that million dollar, you know, judgment out there. Um, if it's an LLC, obviously they can't go out. They can only sue what's in the assets of, L- of the LLC. You know, they can't come into your personal assets, um, mm-hmm. you know, and sue you individually. So um, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but, you know, I just wanted to put that out there as far as something I see with new businesses that, you know, when they're sitting in front of me, I always tell them, hey, for 300 bucks or whatever it is now, you know, this might be in your best interest. Yes. Yeah, Todd, you and I did discuss that, you know, a few episodes back. So if, if you want to learn about different types of, of business structures and organizations, definitely check that episode out. Yeah. So one one thing uh, you, you said there's a limit. So limit sounds like it is um, is, is a limit different for every policy or is, is how are the how are the limits defined? Is that. Um, you know, is it what you pay for? Are there different tiers? How is that? You use the million dollar limit, but I think there's cases where, you know, you might feel as though you, especially for like, let's use a car insurance because literally everyone out there who drives buys car insurance. You know, you might've gone online. You might've seen one of the the large players in the space, a commercial online to save $200 a year. 
and you go on and you're like, hey, cool, I can save 200 bucks a year. Uh, what 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 do they change? And, and I'm speaking broad here. I'm not asking you, you know, it's different for everybody. Uh, but generally, when you get a cheaper insurance policy, is it the same coverage or what does that limit change or what variables are used when shopping for insurance? Yeah, so that's uh, so two parts of there I want to kind of touch on. The first one is, like you said, the limit, you know. Usually the the scale of limits, you know, usually the smallest you'll see is maybe $500,000 limit. Um, you know, then it goes to a million. And then I think you can go to a two million. Um, after that, you know, usually insurance companies don't want to, and this, I'm talking underlying limits. Um, so that would be the, the max limit they would go to. Once you, after that two million, then they're going to make you start buying an umbrella, an umbrella limit. Okay. That's usually how you see it. But okay. usually if you, if you're sitting in front of me and we're going over your limits, going from a $500,000 limit to a million dollar limit, I know that kind of scares some people here in a million dollar limit. Like, Oh God, what am I going to pay for that? <laughs> you know, it, it's usually dollars because usually insurance companies are at a minimum premium anyway for a small startup business at the liability side of things. So as far as going from 500,000 to a million, it's usually, honest to God, under a hundred bucks, 200 bucks at the most. So it's not like you're talking thousands of dollars to get an extra $500,000 in coverage. The other part of that question is with Todd that he mentioned, you know, going online, um, you know, I get, I get that question every now and then that, oh yeah, I went online and, you know, I can, I, I should be able to get this price. Well, yes and no. I do this every day. Um, if you go online and start just clicking buttons, you have, you, you know, no offense, but you have no idea what you're covering. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that, that's where you're getting to a point where you're opening yourself up as a business owner of, you know, trying to save a hundred bucks when, you know, if you would have went to an agent, they probably would have told you there's no way you should do it this way. Or, you know, I don't know what the situation may be, but, but on the other side of that, I would also highly you know, if you do go online, you know, you're not going to get that agent relationship where that agent should be telling you or, you know, as you're growing, hey, you need to start thinking about this exposure now or you need to be thinking about this coverage. You know, if you go online, you're just going to stay with the status quo as you, you know, grow and grow and grow and you're going to outgrow in your exposures. And if something happens, you know, you're going to be out a lot of money. So that's why I highly recommend an agent for anybody. Um, and that agent should challenge you and show you show you your exposures as you grow as a company. I can't agree with that more, Michael. I mean, our our business, real estate, working in the real estate business, Todd, you you, you and I would agree on this. I think it, it's all relationship. So working with a vendor that you have a personal relationship with is in town. Um, that can be a consultant for you in, in your business and help protect your business is yeah that's just critically important that the temptation to to go online while it might be convenient and you, yeah you might save a few dollars it's just not worth it yeah and the other side of it too is you know the claim side it, it, it's for a business owner Todd's I guess a different situation because we're you know good buddies but I mean I think for any even agent I think I could speak for in Ohio is you know, if you if you call your agent and say, 
hey, I'm in a situation. Here's what I'm in. You know, they're going to answer the phone and Mm -hmm. talk you through how to get through it, you know, Mm -hmm. and be there for you through a claim. Um, If you go online, you know, and you're you're messing with big insurance world, you know, you're just a number to them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just another claim that they're trying to push through. Um, and if you have any situations that you don't agree with, you're not going to have anybody to back you, you know, all of a sudden you got to become the insurance expert and you know, that's not what you do every day. So that's why I highly recommend, you know, having an agent, having that spokesperson for you, you know, in case you do have that claim that arises, you know, you have somebody to lean on. Yeah. Yeah. Just a real, a real simple case as an example is, uh, it was probably about a year ago. I was driving home. And I got rear-ended. And um, as I was at a stop sign, young driver behind me wasn't paying attention, bumped into me. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I was in a hurry. I was like, you know, what can I, can I just go and we can exchange information? You know, I, I had Michael, I called him real quick. He answered the phone, told him what it is. Like, dude, you really need to stay. You get a, need to get a police report because this is what could happen if you don't. Now, you, hmm. you don't have to, but this is what could happen if you don't. That's the biggest thing with insurance is if you don't do something, something really bad could happen. You should know that. So took his advice. You know, if I was using one of the big dogs out there, who would I be calling? Would I be chatting with someone on my phone? You know, like I'm in the middle of an intersection. There's cars going in the median to go around me. And I'm would I be trying to get on chat? You know, so it's just (laughs) in those cases that you need to have somebody. And going back to the. Um, the business structures that we talked about, you need to have an attorney that you reach out to when you have a question. You need to have an accountant that you reach out to. You need to have an insurance agent that you reach out to because these are, you're running a business and you don't have to know all of these things. You just need to be connected with people that know the answers. So mm-hmm. I would 1000% endorse, of course, I'd love you to call my buddy, Michael, but <laughs> if you don't call Michael, call somebody. Right. I, I, know, I know this is, we love to go online and we love efficiency. I mean, trust me, I develop software. I love efficiency with software, but this is not a case where you should go towards the easy and let me just be efficient because you don't know what to look for. You're not an insurance agency. You haven't been studying insurance for the last 20 years. Okay. So find your insurance agent, develop a relationship with them, ask them the questions. I mean, I'm telling you the great thing about an insurance agent is, and and Michael, this you're probably got a lot, like they're never going to invoice you for an answer for a question. Yeah. You know, you ask your, you ask your (laughs) attorney something you're, yeah. yeah. You ask your attorney something, you're getting an invoice. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you call up your insurance agent and say, Hey, this is what I'm, I'm wondering if I'm covering this or this just happened. They're there to serve you. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of included. and, And that's just, and maybe that's, not the norm. I don't know. That's the norm for me because I have a, I have a great relationship with Michael and not only that, but he's a great insurance agent. So I know I have him as a resource. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, we keep talking about Todd, but that's, you know, that's how I am with all my, all my commercial lines customers. I mean, I would say 95% of all my commercial customers have my personal cell phone. So, you know, if they have something come up, they can call me any any day, any, you know, any time of night, weekends, you know, whatever, you know, and I tell them that up front, you know, cause that's, 
you know, that's my, I guess that's my job. You know, I, I want to make sure, you know, I can serve my customers and give them that peace of mind and that part of me where they, you know, especially as an agent, they want to stay with me. So, you know, I try to use that as a, a benefit to be with web insurance. And I, that speaks for all the agents here at web insurance too. We all, you can reach us pretty much anytime as far as, you know, if something happens. Michael, I, wa- I want to rewind real quick before, before we wrap things up. We, we had started yeah. to talk about insurances, especially when you have employees, but for a lot of real estate company, uh, media companies, they, the, the photographers are often contractors. Mm-hmm. So is, is there a difference between the insurance coverages we need for employees versus contractors? Yeah. So if you have subcontractors, um, this is funny because, you know, this is uh, kind of something we've kind of been on the forefront here in the last couple of years we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've they've made a big move, um, insurance companies, as far as being really big sticklers now with subcontractors having their own insurance and mm-hmm. um, making sure, you know, say you're a subcontractor for WoW Video Tours, you know, it's becoming... Um, almost necessary now that, you know, wow, video tours checks on their subcontractors and make sure they have insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that is, uh, becoming a big, a big, big thing with the insurance market. Um, so yeah, if you're a subcontractor, you definitely need to have your own liability insurance. Um, don't ever assume or think, um, because you're probably wrong if you think that whoever you're working for is going to cover you because that I, I, I can't ever foresee that. Um, if they, if they are telling you they are covering you, um, I would highly suggest getting something in writing. Um, and at the same time, even if they say, yeah, we have coverage for our subcontractors, that's probably only meaning that they have coverage for themselves, <laughs> you know? Um, they're covering the company, not you, you know, so I would, I would highly, highly recommend if you're a subcontractor, make sure you have a liability policy in place. Yeah. Great advice today. Uh, the, the main thing is, is that if you haven't thought about this, no problem, you're good. Hopefully you don't have a lawsuit that's going to show up in your mailbox today, (laughs) but the good news is you don't. So if you haven't thought about this, please think about this reach out to an agent, you can reach out to a couple or ask somebody and get referred to an agent. And um, it's not as painful as it seems. These things are only bad when they're bad. So make sure you're covered. And quite honestly, the expense, it's not like you're, you're given an arm and a leg, like you're just protecting yourself. You're going to find something that's going to work for you. It's not that expensive and you don't want to not have it. So uh, Michael, for our listeners out, out there, if they have a question or they would like to get a hold of you, uh, how can they, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, again, kind of like Todd said, if you, you know, if, if you don't have that agent, you can't, uh, call or, you know, not getting the answers you need. Um, more than happy. You can give me a call. You know, I can ensure anybody really anywhere in the state of Ohio, um, even in other states. Um, so yeah, uh, feel more than happy um, to give me a call here at the office, 419-228-3211. Or you can email me at msarno, S-A-R-N-O, at web, W-E-B-B-I-N-S, agency.com. Um, and I'd be more than happy to help you walk through things or have questions about something um, or even help you out with you know your insurance needs. So um, 
definitely can use me as a resource anytime. Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for making time to be on to share uh, all of your knowledge today or some of your knowledge today. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> thank you so much for, for joining us on this episode this week, Michael. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for joining us as well and sharing that knowledge. Um, if you're watching the podcast right now on YouTube, don't forget, you can also listen to the audio version on any of the uh, major podcasting platforms out there and vice versa. If you're used to listening to it, you know, in between, in between jobs or appointments, uh, you can catch it on YouTube. Uh, just look up Spiro. Um, it's just at Spiro podcast, you know, youtube.com and you can catch it that way as well. Uh, we just want to thank you. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your schedule this week. We know it's the spring season and things are starting to heat up, hopefully, even with uh, the inventory issues I think we're all facing in, in different parts of the country. But uh, thank you for making the time. And hopefully this has been of value to you. If you again, if you do have a question that you'd like to see asked on the podcast about the business side of real, of real estate media and marketing company, just drop us an email, hello at Spiro.media, and we'd love to tackle that. If we don't know the answers, we'll invite an expert on that can help us with, with those questions that we have about the business that uh, we're running. So until next week, enjoy the blessings you've been given and take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.